Welcome to Believe Right, the weekly radio ministry of Apostle Joe Perosic and Pastor Rena Perosic, originating from MFC Ministries in Morgantown, West Virginia, USA. Thank you for joining us as we look into the anointed Word of God and learn how it applies to our lives today. Jesus is alive and is healing, blessing, delivering, and changing lives all through placing faith in Him, taking in God's Word, and beginning to believe right for all areas of our lives. Now, here's this week's broadcast. You may be seated. Amen. Some of you know, you think of those tragedies, some of them are so big, you don't know how they're even going to get started on them. They're too big. Amen. So, we've got to pray that God works out whatever is necessary to help those people. I know we got to do it because we got hands and we got feet and we got money, but sometimes all that doesn't even get it done. You have to have a good plan and a, something that big, don't you? Amen. How many of you got a plan? How many of you got a plan? You got to have a plan, right? Amen. You know, we're going to talk about personal harvest today. You know, I believe you have lots of kinds of harvests. I think nations have harvests. I think that individual lives have, har have harvest. Businesses have harvest. As a matter of fact, a lot of corporations, you know, they plan so far ahead. Like when they come out with a new iPhone and stuff, they, they plan success eight or nine years away, sometimes 10 years away. So they, they realize that you have six life cycles of, of products and you have things, seasons change. What I think of the church, you know, the church has to change too. It just can't change its message, but it certainly has to change its methods. Because, you know, like I always say, we're not still on horseback, I'm glad. That was a long, been a long way back this week when I rode a horse. But things change, and, and you have to change with them. When I say you have to change with them, you've got to change the methods. But you can't change your character or what you believe. Your foundations have to remain. Anyway, uh, personal harvest, I think that there's, there's seasons and, and, and there's plateaus, right? You know, a farmer gets bigger. The more he gets bigger, the more he plants, the more he has influence, and the more he touches people, right? If you think about when you farm, you notice farms just keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger when they're productive. They, they don't stay small. So what do you do? Uh, I think there's four stages, personally, plow, plant, cultivate, and harvest. Uh, plowing, I think, is the hardest thing, to, personally, because when I, when I look at, when I think of plowing in a, someone's personal life, uh, you know, when you plow in somebody's life with words, that's what God does, is he plows with words. And uh, when you, you, you plow some, and you can have some uh, tillage, and you can plant some things, but eventually, you know, a lot of times you run into really, really hard places when the ground is hard. I, I, have, a, I have a small garden at my house. It's probably maybe eight by eight, and the ground is so hard that it is literally turned into a bowl. It's not really a... I've, I've, I've fixed the dirt on the top through putting stuff in it, but down below it, the ground is so hard when the tiller hits it, it bounces back up out of the out of the pot. I've literally got a, made a flower pot in the, middle, in the middle of the yard. And the only time I ever got that ground tilled in the first place 
was not when it just not when it rained right away, but when it rained and about a day later, you could till it. But after it either got too dry or too wet, you couldn't do it. So timing, literally, you just can't go till this property I live on. You have to time it according to the weather so you can even get it to till. And uh, I was thinking of when people don't allow God to plow their heart because they want to be stubborn, then the conditions have to make another circle so you can get enough moisture to be plowed to get the rocks out of your life. I think you all know this. I mean, most of the time, the, the, the preacher's words are supposed to be as goads. You know that, right? No, I didn't write that. That's the last chapter of Ecclesiastes. And it says the preacher tries to find acceptable words to deliver his message. And I think that, uh, I personally believe this, you know, I've been doing this a little while, and ministry is, is very risky to tell people what God wants to tell them because they believe you're wrong, they believe you don't see it, and they believe you don't know it, they believe you don't know their circumstances. And I would tell you several of those are true, but all you know is what God is telling them at the time. You don't know all those other things. And it's just as well you don't know all those other things because when you do, you feel like that stuff gets in your way. So when you go to tell people things, it's like plowing that, that yard I've got sometimes, you know? The tiller bounces back out of the, of the hole that's trying to, because you see, in order to have your life change, somebody's got to till it so you can put a new seed in it. Because it doesn't change without a seed. That's where we get like disconnected. Your life will not change without a seed. A seed has to enter into your person and grow something else. Uh, because the hearts are so hard that they won't receive the seed. And so you stay stuck in something for decades because your heart is so hard that the tiller can't till it up enough to drop one seed in it. Because Jesus said, that if you don't understand the parable of the sower, you won't understand anything. I mean, literally, he says, How can, if you, this is the mother of all parables, as Copeland would say. If you don't understand this parable, how then will you understand any parables? That means if you don't understand the, the seed and harvest, you don't understand the kingdom of God. And you guys would also know this. Uh, when you plant something, it, it grows whether you like it or not sometimes. So, so the, the ground can't refuse the seed. You can't, you know, I always say this, you never seen the ground spit out a seed and say, I'm not taking that here today. Okay, the ground, if it's tilled, it receives the seed. So this morning, you know, I, I pray that you're open and you'll allow your heart to be tilled in the areas that, that are stuck. Because God's not dead and he's not out of power. And he ain't on vacation. I went on vacation. God didn't go on vacation. Okay? Pastor Ian and I went on vacation. But God didn't go on vacation. And I'm sure he dealt with every one of you in our absence because he's the chief shepherd. And I always say, we're not hirelings, okay? We are not hirelings. There's a difference. A hireling will run away when the wolf comes. But we're not the chief shepherd. He is the chief shepherd. And someday I trust the fact that 1 Peter 5 is true and that he will give us a crown for being shepherds. Okay? You trust that. But he's the boss. We work for him, of course. Plain and simple. I like saying that. Do you know that makes me feel good? Isn't it funny? I like having a covering. I like having a boss. I like having knowing that I'm connected 
to the throne via the lineage, via the linkage, via the relationships, but I'm connected. I do not do this alone. He that sent me is with me and I am never alone. So I'm very comfortable talking about Jesus and I'm very talking, comfortable talking about the gospel. Uh, I own it. I don't have to go get it. I don't have to go work it up. I don't have to think. Sometimes when I'm making sermons, I have found that I have the sermon already and I'm overdoing it because I, I got to, I you know, you get this religious box you got to get in where you got to have a sermon. But when you live it, you own it, and you can speak it anytime, anywhere, in any place because it's who you are with God. I don't have to get ready to preach. I have to make sure I'm preaching the right topic is pretty much what I got to do. Does this make sense to any of you? That's why witnessing should be as natural as you opening your eyes in the morning. Because when you're a Christian, when you own it, you can't help but not talk about it. You know, if you're a cook, you can't help but like making certain foods. Why? Because that's who you are. When you are genuinely connected, and I, I, you know, we can be Christians in name, and you can go to heaven too, you know, if you've, if you've repented. But that Christianity is so much bigger than just going to heaven. It's victory. It's victory. It's meant for your victory. Well, anyway, uh, you know, I think we're navigating something new every day. How many of you love having young people around? It's a, it's a love, love relationship, really. It's a funny thing about young people. They don't know what you knew, but you don't know what they know either. It's a, they're, they're, when you want to find out what's going on, you, you actually got to go talk to them when you want to talk about their perspective of current because you don't know it, you're measuring it from all the experience you have, and they're seeing it for what it is at the moment. They have, a, they have a photograph that's taken of like this page, but when you look up, you see the whole picture, but you might miss the details on the page. So they're closer to this era, this point in time. Amen. That's why young people need old people, and old people need young people. It's, it's, a, it's a mutual win. It's a very good gift to be surrounded by young people. I thank God for all the young people we have in our church and all the young people that are coming up. As you see them running around, they're about this tall. It's great, isn't it? How do you like having all those kids around? Isn't it wonderful? It's the best thing in the world. Kids, uh, kids do it. So anyway, number one, I, I think this is, this is really number one. You have to respect the season you're in. You can't refuse a season. It's like refusing winter or trying to refuse summer. You prefer some seasons better than others, but how to, if you refuse this season, then you're refusing what's supposed to go on in that season in your life. We all know Ecclesiastics uh, chapter three says that there's a time for every purpose under heaven, right? There's, there's a time to die, time to be born, time to plow, time to, you know, a time for everything. And I think that if, if you live too disconnected, and don't discern the time, you're doing the wrong thing in the wrong season, and you miss your window. You guys would know this, those of you who planted gardens, if you don't plant it, you gotta wait another year to plant it. So that means you gotta go through three more seasons before you can put your seed in the ground. I don't know about you, but if you were living on what you planted, that would be a severe crisis. That could create some real problems in the wintertime that you didn't plant in the spring. So you can't be stubborn or be in denial of what season you're in because you literally prolong 
your situation so much longer than it needs to be. And if, and if there's stubbornness in you and, or rebellion, uh, you'll love this. I, I have found this just with kids or anybody. The best way to find out is just to, to get, tell somebody to do something and watch what they do. That's the easiest way to find out if they're, going, if they're insubmissive or not. Because if you tell them what to do and they tell you why they're not going to or they don't think you're right, then, you know, that means you have no influence and you have really, if you don't have any relationship there, you really don't have much connection, right? Amen. Isn't that how it goes? Apostle Joe Perosich and Pastor Rena Perosich pray that you have been blessed by this week's Believe Right broadcast. Chapter 14 and verse 6 from the book of John in God's Word tells us that Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life, and that no one comes unto God the Father by any other manner than through accepting, believing, and confessing that the shed blood of Jesus has cleansed them of their sins and that He truly is the risen Savior and Lord of their life. For more on the gospel message of Jesus Christ, you can log on to our website at www.believeright.tv. There you can listen to older radio broadcasts and view our weekly television broadcast, along with finding out more about Apostle Joe Perosic, Pastor Rena Perosic, and MFC Ministries. That website address again is www.believeright.tv. TV. If you wish to contact us for prayer or ministry information, you can call us in the U.S. at 001-304-292-7283 or write us at MFC Ministries, 300 Highland Avenue, Morgantown, West Virginia, 26505 USA. Join Apostle Joe Perosic and Pastor Rena Perosic again next week at this time here on this station for another time in God's Word, which, when applied to our lives, will enable us to believe right for every area of our lives. Have a blessed week in Jesus.